0: Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us on Faith Fridays. We're glad you're with us, and we trust that you will take uh, time out to be with us through the entire uh, service, a broadcast we have here today because God has a Word for you, and He wants you to have the greatest weekend you've ever had in your life, and there's a way to do that, and we'll be discussing that today and thank all of you for being here with us. As spread out as we are, I think we are socially distanced properly almost here, you know, all over the place. But those of you that are watching, hey, we'd love to have you here with us uh, to be a part uh, of this Faith Fridays. There's something about being in the house that makes a difference. And so we're asking you, if you can, to be with us. I know times are, your schedules are busy today, I, I know that, and uh, but we would love to have you with us. Uh, let's uh, start in the book of Luke, chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, and verse 16, speaking of the ministry of Jesus, and he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it, is, it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day is a scripture fulfilled in your ears. I want us to stop there and look at this. Notice where Jesus is at here uh, in Nazareth. They don't have a, at that time, apparently they didn't have a great big temple. They had a synagogue, but they didn't have a big temple. Most of them, if they were dedicated uh, uh, Jewish people, they would. The big temple, of course, was uh, in Jerusalem. But here in Nazareth, where Jesus was, they had a synagogue. It was a, a smaller, less um, pomped, I think, less uh, sophisticated uh, time. But he chose this venue to make a powerful statement. And in verse 18, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news, to preach the gospel. This morning, I I want us, or here at noon, I want us to look at this word anointed. We want to talk about the anointing for a few moments that we have together today and see how important the anointing of the the Spirit of God is for each one of us. And all of us who are saved, all of us who are born again, all of us who are filled with the Spirit of God, we have a resident anointing that is with us. And when we come together, that anointing is compacted with each one of us here. Everyone here who is a born-again, blood-washed believer, the anointing of God is resident in you, but also in the house of worship. We have to realize that. The house of worship is a place in which the anointing of God is resident. And so we have to be aware of this anointing. What is the anointing? The anointing... Is the language of the Spirit of God. The anointing is the language of the Spirit of God. The anointing articulates divine ideas of God's purpose, plan, and expectation. It it articulates the divine ideas of God's purpose, plan, and expectation. The anointing puts into expression the thoughts of God. When you ever sense that God is speaking to you, when you sense that the Holy Spirit is is. Present with you, and he's speaking, or he's ministering you. He always, he always uh, speaks through the anointing. It's it's the language of that he uses to communicate with you, and communicate with me. Listen to what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. He said, "When the Holy Spirit comes, he will not speak of himself, but that which he has heard." So when the Holy Spirit is speaking to us or ministering to us as well as he did to Jesus, the Holy Spirit's language to us is what we call or what we know as the anointing. And that anointing, again, articulates the divine ideas of God's purpose, plan, and expectation. And uh, it... uh, puts into an expression the very thought that God has for you that day. Now, no one will hear from God except through the anointing. You need to write that down. There are a lot of voices out there. There are a lot of things that happen. Somebody said, oh, man, God spoke to me. Well, how did he speak to you? Well, this and that. No, 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 no. When God speaks to you, God speaks through His anointing. It's important that you see that because the anointing is the language of the Holy Spirit and it is the it articulates the, the ideas, the divine ideas of God, of His purpose, plan, and expectation and, and expresses the very thoughts of God. So anytime God speaks to you, it's through the anointing. you got to understand that. In the Bible, we have... Um, uh, instance, For instance, uh, the Apostle Paul or, or Saul of Tarsus, uh, when he had that encounter, the people around him didn't know what was going on. Why? Because Paul was the recipient of the anointing of God that was articulating to him or was expressing to him God's purpose, plan, and expectation for his life. So that's important that you see that. Now, I want to make it clear to you again. I want you to get this, child of God. I want you to understand this. In this day, the day of the Holy Ghost that we live in, see, in this day that you and I live in, God will never speak to you outside of his anointing. He's not going to talk to you outside of his anointing. I don't care what voice you hear. That that voice is not the language of the Holy Ghost. If that voice is not the the articulating of a divine idea for you, if it is an expression of the very thought of God, I don't care how powerful the voice is. It's how you know how sophisticated it might sound, how many these and thous and those it uses, if it is not the anointing of god it's not of god boy if you can get that you you understand something we live in the dispensation of the ministry of the holy spirit this is what you and i live in today if it were not so he would not have spent the holy spirit we would not be filled with the holy spirit we would not be baptized with the holy spirit we wouldn't have the gift of tongues. We wouldn't no, no, nothing. None of the gifts of spirit. This is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, everything God does, it will be through his spirit, and everything the Spirit does is through the anointing. We have too many people today in this day of the Holy Spirit who declared that they are ministers of God, they are prophets of God, and when you listen to them, it doesn't take a blink of an eye to figure out, hey, this is all coming out of his head. This is all coming out of a book that he read. This is an idea that somebody gave him, and it sounded good, and it will get the attention of people, and it might even produce whatever this individual is looking for, but it is not God unless it is by the anointing. And when you are filled with, that's why you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't need to be a novice Christian, especially when you come to Abundant Living Ministries. You walk through that door. Number one, you want to get saved. Number two, you want to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because if you don't get filled with the Holy Spirit, you're not going to understand 99% of anything happening in this church. People need to understand that. You're not going to understand it. You're not going to understand this. What we're saying to you, because we preach the word of truth here, and, and if you are not filled with the Spirit, you're not going to understand what pastor says. You're not going to understand. I know you're not going to understand what I say. And you walk out and you look like, wow, man, that's deep. No, no. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will speak to you by the anointing, through the anointing. And that anointing is a language of the Holy Spirit. It is the expression of the thoughts of God. You have to realize that. So when the anointing speaks, it is clear to any individual who is filled with the Spirit. The anointing makes it clear. And you know that you know that you know. Now, every one of us, as, as born-again believers, we have the Holy Spirit living within us. Those of us who are filled with the Holy Spirit, we have a resident anointing. That anointing is the language that we use to talk to God and the language that God uses to talk to you. He will not talk to you by reason. He will not talk to you by education. He will not talk to you by social activity. God speaks to you by the anointing. And that's what born-again believers need to get hold of because in this day, this last day that you and I are living in, the Bible said that Satan is there to wear out the saints. He's to wear out the saints, and he's there to deceive even the, the, very, the most astute of, of, of theologians. That's what Satan's there to do. That's why you must be filled with the Spirit, you must understand the purpose and what this thing we call the anointing is. You can only communicate with God through the anointing. Now, here's another clue you need to understand. Because the anointing is resident in us and the res- and the anointing is resident in this house, you really cannot function in any portion of the ministry of abundant living ministries without the anointing I don't care how qualified I don't care how many theological degrees you have I don't care how many schools you've gone to I don't care whether you are a major in science or English or history or whatever it might be if you are not Living in the anointing of God, when you walk in this house, you are not really a part of its ministry. It takes the anointing, because without the anointing, you can't even speak the language that God is using to express, to articulate his purpose, plan, and expectation, what God has put you on the earth to do, what God wants you to do as his child, without that anointing, you're going to be lost as all get out. you you're just float through. You're not going to know. Well, I don't know, Lord. And we sing, you know, Lord, use me. God can't use you because he can't talk to you. Well, God, give me a sign. Anytime anybody says that, they obviously are saying to you, "Hey, I'm not walking in the anointing of God. I don't speak the language of God. I I need a I, I need a sign. Hello. You know, have you ever gone out? Those of you that drive, and on the side of the road, they'll have a they have signs out there. You know, and they'll say uh uh um like steep uh, uh or, or a, a curve, a sharp curve ahead, or whatever. Show you a sign, or or a steep hill going down, steep hill. Now, if I'm a, if I'm an experienced driver, and my mind is on what I'm doing, I know that there's a curve. I can see that curve. I can see that. I don't need a sign to tell me there's a curve. I can see it. The road's not going straight. See, I know the language of driving. But some, some people have to have signs. That's the way a lot of Christians are. They're always looking a sign. They're always trying to get a, a second witness from a brother or sister in Christ. No, you don't need that. I don't, I don't turn on television. I don't watch Christian television to get a word from God. I watch Christian television for entertainment. It just thrills me to hear people talking about the Lord, and I'm not looking for no word from them because I know it makes no difference how good it is. It makes no difference uh, how juicy it is and how many people respond to it. See, if that thing is not a word that God speaks to me, it's not for Hugh Thomas. You know, you hear these guys, and come on, a lot of them, you know, they do it. And just, you know, they all come on. It's so funny. They come on in and they're sitting there saying, now, 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 a bishop so-and-so, a brother so-and-so, a pastor so and I want you to turn that camera and I want you to speak into these people. And I'm sitting there saying, okay, let's see what he's got to say. I'm not looking for him to give me a word. I'm not looking for him to reveal a secret to me. Because if it hadn't come by the, by the anointing of God into my spirit, from his spirit to my spirit, spirit to spirit, If it didn't come that way, I don't care how juicy it is, I'm not going to sit down and call and put $1,000 on my credit card. I'm not going to send them a check for $1,000, even though they're saying, right now in the next, the first 300 people who send me $58.37, God is going to give. no, 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 that, no, no, it don't mean nothing to me. God bless them. Not knocking them, that's the way they make money. But that's not the way I do it. I, I it is the Spirit of God that will speak to me and tell me what to do and when to do it. I'm not looking for man to give me an answer. I'm looking for man. When I watch that, I'm looking for encouragement. I'm looking, I'm looking for them to uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, alert me. I want them to give me an alert. Hey, God's got something for you. But I'm not looking to him to tell me what it is. When I come in here on Sunday morning, I expect pastor to give me something that's going that's going to cause me to know that God's got something for me. I'm not looking for pastor to give me a word. I'm looking for pastor to encourage me to seek God. Because God's got to seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. I'm not looking. These people here, they come in. Oh, Pastor, and I've had... Oh, man, that was an on-time word. Really? Was it an on-time word? There were... How many people in here and you think it's an on-time word? Why is it an on-time word for you? Well, it's just you don't know what I'm going through. Oh, that's that's great. That's wonderful. That's, that's wonderful. But until you get that word from the Holy Ghost... It's not going to really work for you. I don't know how many people that come in here and they walk out or they text me, Pastor, that was an on-time word. But I never seen the results of that on-time word. I mean, praise God, you know, builds your ego, makes your head grow. I mean, oh man, I had an on-time word for Glory to God, well what you going to do with it? Because it's not going to do you any good unless that word is, that came from the Holy Ghost to you. Sometimes you'll see me there, and my wife looks at me, and Pastor Thad is watching me all the time. I bug him. I he has I ask him to forgive me because he'll be preaching, and all of a sudden, while well, he's preaching, now the Holy Ghost is speaking to me, and the Holy and I'm writing it down. I'm writing. I'm not writing down what he's. I'm not. I'm writing down what the Holy Ghost is speaking to me right then, and he has me he said, "Dad, I saw you writing. What was that you were writing? You know, because I've learned." That no matter how juicy it is and how wonderful it is, it's only there to encourage me and excite me to seek God. When he gives me a word, see, and that's why you do, you write it down sometimes. And, and you go home with it and, and, and you use that uh, to open the door, so to speak, uh, to the, light, the conversation you're going to have with the Holy Spirit. Because you have got to get that from the Holy Spirit. It can't come from Pastor Thad. Because if you try to go that route, nine times out of ten, you're going to walk out of here disappointed. If you come in here every Friday, thank God I appreciate you guys that come in here. But don't think that I'm going to say something that's going to change your life. I say things that's going to encourage you and remind you, When you walk out of this place to seek the kingdom, seek the word of God and let God speak to you. See, I do. I see Sister Pam sitting there. I went to her one day and I said, listen, you know, listen, you, you, God's going to use you. And I expect you to tell me what God says to you. So she does when, whenever her mind's not wherever it's at and she'll write down, she keeps a little notebook. She writes it down, you know. And, uh, and so she'll text me with it and she'll show me all kinds of stuff. And sometimes I have to turn it sideways and everywhere. And um, she'll text me. And I said, But what does that do for? does that? That simply alerts me to the anointing of God. And now I know that I must have a conversation with the Holy Spirit that he is going to articulate to me a purpose, plan, expectation, thought that God has for me. I'm not going to get it from what she sends me. That just uh, encourages me to seek God, to seek the anointing of God in my life. So don't expect to go anywhere and get your answer. Your answer comes from God. Your answer comes through the anointing, the language of the Holy Spirit that is resident in you, that is resident in Him spirit to spirit, and he is articulating to you the purpose, plan, and expectation to, for, of God for you that day. So stop looking, I'm trying to let your ears get big, listening to a voice. Stop, stop looking. No, 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 Remember, you have the anointing that is resident. In other words, you already speak the language of God. Depend on the language of God to give you your answers Not the man of God or not the woman of God. They're only there to encourage you. See, and I have people tell me, you know, they'll come to me at times and say, well, uh, Bishop, I want you to pray about this. or whatever God tells you, you let me know. (laughs) I say, oh, Lord, I'm not God. Whatever God tells me of them, I'm going to tell them but I don't want them to do it because I told it to them. I want them to go home or somewhere and get along with God and let the Holy Spirit speak to them. That's important for you to understand. This anointing is is so precious there. Now, we have uh, here in this church, we preach a word of truth. We preach the Bible. And it is the Holy Spirit's anointing that is resident here in this house and resident in us to express, articulate this word preached in our hearts. He has to tell you that, not us. It can't be because we've said it. Uh, Pastor Diane has a powerful thing on Thursday. uh, Thursday thunder. And uh, people come and I want them to come and I'd love to see this place feel because we're using too much electricity here for, you know, Few people turn on all. I don't understand why they have to turn on all the lights upstairs, downstairs, the air conditioner running everywhere. I I don't understand that. Come on, people. This is synagogue day. This ain't temple day. You don't have to have everything running. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anyway, so that anointing, when it comes to us, It is delivered from the the, the heart of God to our heart. Now watch this. When the anointing comes to us, the anointing, the language of the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit speaks the purpose, plan, expectation, the divine uh, 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 idea of God for us, when it comes to our heart, when it's really the Holy Spirit That anointing will cause our faith to expand. It will cause our faith to expand. Every one of us, you know that he said to everyone is given a measure of faith. All of us have faith in us, which is an, an intelligence of the Holy Ghost. We know this in us. So when the Holy Spirit speaks, it causes our faith to expand Expand and the purpose of faith expanding is to expose our dominion over creation. When we when we talk with God, and it's by the anointing, through the anointing, when that anointing comes to us, comes to our heart, comes to our spirit. That anointing expands faith and when faith is expanded, faith exposes our dominion over creation. Hallelujah. Now you need to go home and feed on that a while. The anointing expands my faith. My faith exposes my dominion that I have over all creation. No matter what Creation is in my path, no matter where God placed me on this earth, no matter what family God put me in, no matter what God has called me to do, no matter what gifting, no matter what talent, no matter what I have, the creation, the creation of God about me, around me, or the creation that I'm in, I have dominion over. God will never put you into a room. There is no way of escape. Listen, he said, God always makes a way of escape. When you understand that no matter what the room is, it makes no difference how big, how large, how small. It makes no difference what shape it is. makes no difference if that room has light in it or not. Remember, in whatever has been created, you as a spirit-filled believer, when the anointing of God speaks or God speaks to you through His language, with His language, it expands your faith and your faith exposes your dominion over that room. And God always makes a way of escape. You can never be in a situation you can't get out of But if you don't know the language of the Holy Spirit, if you don't understand it it is by the anointing of God that these things are shown you, revealed to you, told to you, if you don't understand that, you can get in a room and you can sit right there and die. You can get yourself in a situation you cannot get out of. You can put yourself in a position that it's absolutely going to do you harm. But when you understand what we're talking about today from Jesus talked about in Luke chapter 4, the anointing of God, the language of Almighty God through His Holy Spirit expands your faith, exposes your dominion, and you can get out of any situation, any circumstance, any relationship. Hallelujah. You have dominion over it. You don't have to do something silly. You don't have to lie. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to steal. You don't have to take out credit for it. Oh my God. Most Christians, if they understand the anointing of Almighty God, they wouldn't be in debt. Because God always makes a way of escape. There's always a way out of every situation. I want you to get that. Um, over the years, I've had people come to me, and uh, uh, I know they, they genuinely love the Lord, but they don't understand the anointing of God, and they get themselves in a mess. They, they, they just get themselves in a situation. I, I've had them come to me and talk to me. I said, Why in the world? Why didn't you come to me years ago? Wow, why are you waiting now? Well, yeah, you know, I'm. No, I'm here. God's put me here to encourage, God's put me here to, to, to bring to your consciousness the anointing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to give, I don't have to, I don't have an answer for you, but I, I want to encourage you to understand there's an anointing on the inside of you. And God will tell you how to get out of your situation, how to get out of your problem. And I've had them come to me and say, man, you don't know, Bishop, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to, I don't know. No, 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 you never do that why well how do you know bishop how, how, how do you know that how do you know I'm going to get out of this I said I don't know you're gonna get out of it I do know that God has placed the anointing in you and on you and if you'll if you'll talk his language he'll get you out of it Boy that, that somebody needs to get hold of that today. You got problems you're dealing with, and you don't know how to get out. And you're right, oh, God, you got to help me. God, God, you you know, Lord, I just, God, I, I don't know, man. I, God, you got to help me. Lord, I'm believing you. Well, if you just shut up a minute and let God speak to you, He's going to speak to you through His anointing. He's not going to go, Ooh, you know, like that. We're always looking at We, you know, we want, we want to put the Bible in front of us and, you know, the angel turns us to the page or something, you know, all kind of weird stuff. No, just, you've got a language. The language of the Holy Ghost is called the anointing. And that anointing will bring to you the answer that God has for your situation. Problem. So we have to understand that. Now, he gives it, He expands our faith And exposes our dominion over all creation. Hallelujah. Now, what I'd like for you to do today, practice this when you go home or wherever you want to go. Some of you might be suffering or you might be the victim of some physical situation in your body. I want you, when you go home and you get in your quiet place, you get in your wherever you're at, wherever it might be. I want you to become aware of this anointing that's in you. I want you to become aware of the language of the Holy Spirit. Now remember, when this anointing comes, it's going to expand your faith and it's going to expose your dominion over creation. Your body is creation. You can have dominion. This is not Christian science now. Don't go off on the deep end on me. But you physically, you 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 spiritually, can take dominion over your body, and that's why. Some, that's what some of you need to do. Now we're going to look at. I want you to look at this with me. I want you to look for a minute. Look over there in. Um, well, let's look at Matthew chapter nine for a minute. Let's see what God's got for us here. In in, uh, in Matthew chapter nine, uh, verse twenty-seven. And when Jesus departed thence two blind men followed him crying and saying thou son of David have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them believe ye that I am uh, able to do this. And they said unto him yes Lord. Then touched he their eyes saying according to your faith. Be it unto you. And their eyes were open, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it, but they, when they were uh, uh departed, spread abroad his fame in, in that country. I want you to look at it. Here are two men. They're a member of the blind society. You know, they're blind, they have something in common. They're blind, they can't see. And so my mind, I've always had, ever since I started reading this, if they were blind, how did they follow him to that house if both of them were blind? That's always amazing to me. It's always amazing. It's always amazing. But anyhow, they got there. They got there. That's just a little sidetrack. See, I told you, I don't have an answer for you. God has an answer for you. I got a lot of questions. Anyway, so they come to the house and they're blind, and, and, and they're saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And, and he was moved, uh, you know, he, when he was there on them, by, by that. And he said, Believe ye that I am able to do this. And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were open. Hallelujah. See, they, you have to understand that anointing. Remember, Jesus said, The anointing of the Lord is upon me. Spirit of the Lord upon me, He has anointed me. That anointing, what did it do? It expanded their faith, and their faith exposed their dominion over creation. Oh, I'm telling you, some of you, you're going to be free if you get hold of this. You're going to be free from physical things that you have been begging God and believing God and taking communion with pills and water for years. But you are going to get your healing. I tell you, you're going to get your miracle if you understand the anointing of Almighty God. Now, now look over there. Here's the one everybody knows. Uh, look in Mark chapter 5. In Mark chapter 5. <clears throat> Verse 25, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years, 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and nothing bettered, but rather grew worse when she heard had heard that Jesus came in the press behind, touched his garment, for she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall behold. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague and Jesus immediately knowing in him that virtue had gone out of him turned him about to the priest and said uh, to the to the press and said who touched my clothes? Wow, Jesus became aware. What was he aware of? He is aware of of her touch but what is the key to this woman here the key is the anointing the anointing and that after 12 years of doctor's bills and financial problems and still in pain that anointing remember what Jesus said in Luke chapter 4 the spirit of the Lord is upon me he hath anointed me to do that so that anointing, that anointing is there. It, it, it articulates God's purpose, plan, and expectation for this woman. And, and what, what happens here with this? Look down there in verse 34. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and behold of thy plague. What happened? That anointing expanded her faith exposed her dominion over her creative problems and she was made whole. Now God will do the same thing for you. He'll do the same thing for me. Uh, another one's over there in Mark chapter 10. We have a story of blind Barnabas. Same thing again with Barnabas. He'd be sitting there. He was a beggar. He was known to be a beggar. He had the, the coat to prove it. The beggar's robe, the beggar's coat to prove it. He was there. Everybody knew him. Blind Barnabas, the son of, uh, of Timaeus. Everybody knew it. But when he heard about Jesus, why? That anointing. When that anointing came to him, it expanded faith. When it expanded faith, it exposed his dominion over his situation. Blind Barnabas. And he was immediately healed. Why? Because he had dominion over creation. You have dominion over creation today, friend. You have dominion over the creative world that's around you. You have it. But if you want to function as God wants you to function, it is all by the anointing, by the language that God uses To speak to you. He's not going to use a man to do it. He's not going to use a woman to do it. He's not going to use a dog to do it. He's not going to use a bird to do it. He's not going to send a dozen angels to do it. It's by the anointing. Because we live in the day of the Holy Spirit. We live in the day in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to what Jesus said. He will not speak of himself but what he's heard. Oh man! If you get hold of this, even the Holy Spirit Himself, the Holy Spirit understands the anointing. As it flows from the Father, it flows through Him. It flows right out. The Holy Spirit. Oh my God! How can I say this with you? The Holy Spirit will do nothing for you. Being the person of the Holy Spirit, as a person, the Holy Spirit does nothing for you. It is by the anointing. Is anybody getting this? See, we're looking for the person of the Holy Spirit to do something for us. If God the Father doesn't do anything as a person, if the Son doesn't do anything as a person, the Holy Spirit's not going to do anything as a person. It is all by the anointing. It is by the language of God. And God said, and God spoke. I want you, oh my God, if you can get this. It's it's not enough to believe that God is on the throne. It's not enough to believe that Jesus sits at his right hand. It's not enough to believe that there is a Holy Spirit functioning on the earth. That will get you nothing, but it is by the anointing that the yoke is broken. It is by the language. You can have what you say. You can have what you pray. It's not by the person. It's by the language. My God, man, we need to revolutionize the church. We're waiting for the person of the Father to do. We're waiting for the person of the Son. We're We're waiting for the Holy Ghost. No, 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 no. They'll never do it as a person. It all comes by the the anointing. It comes by the language. And God said, let there be light. God, the the person didn't make light. He said it. And when he spoke it, it was done. Jesus, the son of God, didn't do it by a person. He did it as he spoke. The Holy Spirit does nothing as a person. He does it by what he speaks. It flows, the anointing. That's why he said you can have what you say. You can have what you pray. Out of the abundance of the heart, the what? The mouth does what? Speaks. Why? It is the articulation. It, it, it is the uh, the, the, uh, uh, the language of a divine idea that brings about a change not the person it is the language of that oh my god if you can get this john first john four 4 says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world what does he mean the anointing that is in you as a born again blood wash Spirit-filled believer. The anointing that is resident. The anointing that's resident in this house. The anointing that's resident in each one of us right now. The language of God determines everything. Determines everything. Oh, if you can get that, you can be blessed. And I know what I'm trying to, I'm I'm breaking new ground on some for some of you today. But you gotta quit begging the person of God. You've got to start hearing the voice of God. You've got to quit looking like, you know, God, if you just come down, or Jesus if you just show up, or, or Holy Spirit, you know. No, 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 no. It is not by the person, it is by the it is by the language. It is by the voice. It is by what he says. That, he's, listen to this, you're going to love it. He placed his word above his name. He magnified his word above his name. Why? What's he saying? The name identifies the person. But his word is magnified. About why? It is, the, it is the anointing of God that breaks the yoke. It is the anointing of God that gives you dominion or points out to you, exposes, causes your faith to expand, expose your dominion over all creation. When you walk out of here today, beloved, I hope that I've challenged you. I hope it has been, this message has been provocative enough. It will provoke you to quit seeking the person and start seeking to hear that anointing from the person. Lord, I might not can see you, but I can hear you. See? Lord, you might not be here physically, but you're speaking. You're talking to me. Even though you're not here, you're talking to me. If I can just hear your voice, if I can hear your voice, that's all I need. I don't have to see you. I don't have to see your person. If I can just hear your voice, because your voice is by the anointing. The anointing is what expands my faith, causes my faith to expose my dominion over all creation and whatever the anointing tells me to do if i do it and i'm obedient to it i can have dominion over any circumstance over any situation whether it be spiritual mental financial material social any way i have dominion over it if i'll just listen to the anointing listen to what jesus said as i closed He said, I'm the shepherd, you're the sheep. My sheep hear my, they're not always physically with me, but they hear my voice. If they hear my voice, that's the anointing, friend. With the anointing, every yoke is broken. I hope that when you leave here today, you understand. That on the inside of you, two things on the inside of you is so important as a born again blood washed believer: the faith that God created you with, and the anointing that is resident in you by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. When you are taken over and filled with the Holy Spirit, that anointing is the first voice that you'll hear in the morning. It's the last voice that you'll hear at night. Oh my God. The anointing, put it down, is the first voice you'll hear in the morning. It is the last voice you'll hear at night. And if you'll keep that in your thinking, as a man thinketh, so is he. Remember that. When you get up in the morning, the first thing you're aware of is not the cry of your baby, not the cry of your children, not the alarm clock going off, not the not whatever it might be. The first sound you want to hear in the morning is the voice of God, the anointing of God speaking to you. And when you close your eyes that night, you lay your head on that pillow. It's not any other sound, but the last thing you want to hear is the anointing the last thing you want to hear is the language of Almighty God. And if you'll do that, you will walk in dominion in everything, every situation, every circumstance. Amen? Well, I just want to share that with you. We got too many people that are, we got the blind leading the blind and too many churches are filled with spiritually blind preachers and blind deacons and blind ushers and blind pew warmers and everything else. It's time to get your eyes healed, but it's by the anointing. It's by by the anointing, it's by the Word of God. By the Word of God it can be done. And so I hope that you'll take it and become more aware of the anointing of God. That, your language is so powerful. And uh, i I just close with this, yesterday I came in, I was walking down the hall of our place and this gentleman that I've known for years uh, he's supposed to be in his 90s. I don't know what, I don't know, they say he is anyway. He's very spry. And uh, and I don't know how long he's been here, he's, he's uh, somewhere. And, but he doesn't uh, speak English. He doesn't speak English. But I've known him, I always speak to him, hey, how you doing? You know, and he uses that, what is that? Comma star or something like that, I don't know what he said and um, we just go on in, you know. Yesterday I was walking down the hall and I just came in, I had my shield on and everything. And, and um, that's the difference between Christianity and other religions, by the way. See, we we're ordained to wear shields, other religions wear masks. Anyway, I'll move right on. Um, but anyway, he stopped me in the hall and he was trying to talk to me. He kept saying, and, and I just stood there, I said, sir, I don't get it. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I do not know what you're saying. He just chuckled and turned around and walked off. And I thought, I went in the, our place and I said, Pastor, and I said, you know, I have, I've just this don't happen that often, but I just got provoked. I was provoked. I thought, here's a gentleman who lives where I live at, and I know what it takes to live there he's in this country I don't know how long he's been here how could he do that and not speak the language of this country and it just provoked me I'll be honest with you I went and I told Pastor and I said I don't understand it I'm provoked I was God Almighty created me he put me I was born in this country I was raised in this country I was educating this country, this is my country. And when somebody comes in here and they wanna be a part of my country, why can't they learn to speak the language of this country? Why is it you've been here all this time and you can't even communicate with your neighbor? I got provoked, I'll be honest. I had to ask, them. I said, Lord, forgive me because this man, I wanna see this man. Uh, you know, I'm seeing." I don't understand that. I, I don't get that. Now, this is not political, what I'm saying, but it just provoked me. And I thought about that as, as I've been studying on this, and it all fit right in. And I love how God does it. Sometimes he gives you illustrations. And I thought that's the way it is with a lot of Christians. How many people that I know have come to this church? Some of these people have been in this church for 20, 30 years, if not more. Some of these people have been here for 15, 20, whatever it is. They've been in this church. I mean, they're here. They're good people. They love the Lord. They're good people. I, there's no doubt about it. They're good. They, and I love them, and my wife and I would do anything we could for them and help them any way we could. But they got a language problem. They got a language problem because they don't understand God. They don't function in the anointing. They don't have a clue to the purpose, plan, and expectation for their life. They just they just don't speak the language of ALM. We're not talking about cultural languages we're talking about the language of god the holy spirit the anointing they just don't speak the anointing they don't speak the language and there's no way you can get to them i can't get to them it, it can be very frustrating sometimes it's provoking because i want to help these people there's not one thing i can do them because there's a language problem i, I can't communicate with them because of the language I'm functioning in the anointing. They ain't got a clue. They're functioning in whatever creation or they're functioning in whatever they do. I don't know what language they're speaking, but it's not ALM. And there's nothing I can do for them. And they come week after week, week after week. They love the Lord. They really genuinely love the Lord, but they don't function. They don't understand the importance of the Lord. some of them are not even filled with the Holy Ghost. I, mean, I don't know how in the world you can come into this church at least twice, no more than twice, and, and not be filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't understand that. I don't know how you can have a problem with that. But they've been coming to this church for years, and they just don't speak the language. They don't speak ALM's language. You can listen to them talk. It's got nothing to do with it. They, and when they walk out here and they walk out, they leave. It's as though they were never at ALM. They could have been at the mall. They could have been at some, they could have been somewhere in the world. When they walk out that door, the whole everything they're talking about, every idea they've got, where they're going, what they're going to do, has nothing to do with ALM. It has to do as though they never were here. I said, Lord, I don't understand that. I, I just I don't get it. And if you don't speak the language, you ain't going to get the pay. You ain't going to get the payoff. If you don't speak the language of ALM, you're not going to get The benefits of ALM. No matter what you hear, no matter what we say, no matter what you see happen to me and my wife, a pastor, or other people, we can give you testimony after testimony. It's never going to happen to you because you don't speak the language. Because that language is for, uh, from God talking to ALM, it's talking for the ALMers. But if you don't speak the language of ALM, you're just not going to get it. You're going to struggle and there's not one thing I can do for you. There's not one thing Pastor can do for you. And so my, my, uh, my closing thought is this. Be filled with the Spirit and learn to speak the language of God, which is the anointing. Now, Father, I thank you for these that are here today. I thank you that we provoke them enough that they will go home and become aware Lord, they're not looking a person. Lord, they want to become aware of the anointing. They want to become aware of of that articulation, Lord, that that expression of the purpose, plan, and expectation that God has for uh, for their life. They're not looking a person. They're looking to hear. They're listening. For faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word, not looking. Hallelujah. We thank you right now, Lord. We pray that they become aware of the anointing And today, Lord, maybe for the first time in their precious life, you're going to be able to get through. They're going to hear from you. And when they hear, they know that everything is going to be all right for them. In Jesus' name, I give you praise, my Father. Amen, amen, amen. Well, thank you for being with us. My God, we finished up not quite an hour, but we were here. And so uh, when you walk out of here, just uh, remember... Take time out for the anointing of God and watch and see how things turn out in your life. Amen. Thank you for being here. God bless you. God bless you. Those of you that are watching, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Come back and see us here in the the auditorium if you have seed to plant or whatever you want to do or those of you that are watching, you can go online. There's a number there for you and you uh, you can invest. We don't want you to contribute. We want you to invest in Abundant Living Ministry. God bless you. We'll see you next time.